on a lot of what's going on today, but we'll continue anyway. <coughs> Starting in the book of Luke this morning, this is when the angel Gabriel comes to Mary. Now, I can only imagine what it's like as a 16-year-old girl, and all of a sudden, there's this angel standing before you. Amen. I mean, it had to be terrifying. <clears throat> I know it would be if an angel popped in here right now that everyone could see. We'd want to know. And he tells her that she's going to have the Son of God. She's going to have a baby boy named Jesus. And he's the son of God. And she goes, well, I've never been with a man. How can this happen? I know. Amen. He says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. So Mary gets pregnant. Now she's engaged to Joseph. And Joseph is like, okay, where you been? <coughs> Who you been with? No. She said, nobody. Nobody. Now who's going to believe that? Now word travels pretty fast in those days. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine with social media today? The comments on Facebook or X or whatever apps you use. I mean, there, she's got to be upright because Gabriel said that she had the favor of God upon her. God's favor. She was highly favored. Highly favored. And God chose her to deliver his son. Now they had, as we were told this morning, they had to travel for a census. <clears throat> Joseph was living in Mary. They were living in Nazareth, in Galilee. They had to travel back to the city of David to have trouble to Bethlehem. It's about a 90-mile trip. 
Now, in a car, you can make it an hour, hour and a half. Depends on how fast you drive. But walking, 90 miles is going to take you a bit of time. It's going to take a few days. So as they're traveling through, they have this, the people, the local people all know that Joseph and Mary had not been married yet. And there she is, pregnant. I, I can just hear the words going on behind her back. She had to stay strong. She was favored of God. You all have the favor of God upon you. You have to remember whose child you are. God allowed you to come into the family. If you look at Ephesus, Paul talks about that. Paul talks about the mystery that Jesus has. And that mystery was the fact that he was going to bring the Gentiles into the kingdom of God. He was going to give them the same as the Jews. So you're all adopted into the family of God. You're all highly favored. God is looking over each and every one of you. No matter what happens, no matter what storms you face, God is with you. You just need to have your relationship with him in right standing. If you're sitting, he doesn't see you. If you're sitting, he cut you off. Because he doesn't see sin. So he can't see you. But if you're living pursuing his righteousness, his truth, he will pour out more and more. And you get to know more and more about God and he reveals himself more and more. He's given some of you some very special gifts. Some of you can sing. Some of you can write. Some of you can do this. Some of you can do that. God uses everyone for the advancement of his kingdom. It's all about his kingdom. It's not about us. Not at all. In chapter 2 of Luke, it tells us about Joseph going to Galilee because he was in the lineage of David. He was going to Bethlehem from Galilee. And it tells us also that, you know, everybody that had any ties to Bethlehem would be there. So now the city's getting crowded. There's no room in the inn. The scripture says that. They make this sound so simple. There was no room at the inn. Well, the Hilton didn't have any room. But maybe the Marriott did. Maybe Super 8. Maybe you had to go to the Days Inn. You know, they, they left the light on. There was no room there. Now he ends up 
in a stable. He makes Mary comfortable in this stable. Birth is on its way. And what reason would he do that? What reason would God do that? Because God could have done anything he wanted with that. You know, God could have put a palace solid gold there. No. He hasn't been born in a stable. It says that they laid the baby in a manger, which is basically a, a trough, a water trough for the animals. Why? Because Jesus came to be humble. He didn't come like all puffed up. He came humble. Humility is something that we all have to have in order to get closer and closer to God. He's not going to handle us if we're pride. If we have pride, if we're proud, if we walk around like we're better than the person next to us. No, you're not better, you just may be different. But you're not better. God loves each and every one of us exactly the same. Except me, he loves me more. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. He had to be humble. Yes. When she delivers the baby, the scripture says she wrapped him in swaddling cloth. This cloth is the same cloth that the shepherds use to wrap the sheep. They wrapped the legs of the sheep so they didn't hurt themselves. They didn't blemish themselves. Because the sheep that the angels appeared to were the same sheep that were sacrificed in the temple. They were the sacrificial lambs. And this cloth came from the priests after they got done with their ephod. And it was all, you know, had some blood. They took the other parts. And they cut it away and they made the cloth and they wrapped the sheep's legs. And they also wrapped Jesus in the same thing because he is the sacrificial lamb. Amen. I mean, the angels appeared to those shepherds. It says it appeared to them in the night. And they said, Behold, don't be afraid. For born unto you is a savior. But this Savior came for everyone, <clears throat> all of us. And the angel said, Behold, the King is born, the Savior. So here's Jesus, laying in a manger wrapped in the same cloth as the sheep's legs are. Why? Because he's humble. Because this is who he is. But he's also the sacrificial lamb. This is designed from the beginning. You find as you read scripture, you find out all these little things. There's importance in almost everything God did. And God wrote down in the Bible. 
You get clues, you see things. You have to know about things. You have to research things. I mean, knowing that the sheep that are sacrificed in the temple are the same cloth as Jesus did. Makes it important. It's something powerful. This is the multitudes, the sky open, and the multitudes of angels. I would love to see that. A multitude of angels. I mean, it feels like there's presences in this place at times. And they probably are. But I can't imagine what it was like standing out there in a field with sheep and the sky opened up. And there's all these angels. The one was telling them, don't be afraid. And I'd be running. As behold, the Lord is coming. Glory to God. Glory in the highest. And on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. Peace and goodwill towards men. This is what Christ brings us. I mean, he saved us from our sin. He covered our sin with his blood. He was sacrificed for each and every one of us. For the sins we committed and the sins we will commit. He was sacrificed. I can't imagine what an honor that is. To know that the Son of God thought you were so important that he would die on the cross for you. You think about that. The Son of God died for you. Amen. That to me is just awesome. That He chose me, He chose you. He chose each and every one to just sacrifice Himself for us. He sacrificed for the neighbors, He sacrificed for the people that don't even know Him yet but the ones that will. We serve an awesome God. We were brought into a, a mighty, powerful family. I mean, God has given gifts, gifts of healing, gifts of everything you can imagine to all his people. to remember just what we're celebrating today. Amen. I mean, you know, theologians will tell you and Bible scholars, Jesus wasn't born on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. But it was the day that we picked out to celebrate right. his birth. That's right. So we're celebrating today the birth of a Savior. Yes, and we all need a Savior. Yes, Amen. We need a savior. Yep. And not only that, he brought us the most important gift yes. you could ever think of. Yes. He has given us the honor 
to spend eternity with him in heaven. We, whether we're worth it or not, if we surrender ourselves to Christ, he will give us a place in heaven. He will give us a home for all eternity. What more could you ask for? What more could you ask for? It is just overwhelming to me when you think about this Yes. Yes. You know, I did things in my life, in my past, that I regret. I did things, if I could do it again, I wouldn't do. They're there, and Christ just covered them up. He said, I don't even remember those things anymore. The enemy will bring them back up to you. Because the enemy wants to kill you and destroy you. But God has such a perfect place for you. He's built a mansion in heaven with your name on it. To me, it's just such a remarkable thing to think that God loved me so much that he sent his son to die for me. I'm not worthy of that. Like John the Baptist said, We're not, I'm not worthy to tie, his, to tie his sandals. I'm not worthy to be in the same room with Jesus. But the Spirit of the Lord is here. Amen. And when Jesus went back to heaven after the resurrection and after the 40 days, what did he do? He said, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. The third figure in the triune Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You have God dwelling within you. Use God. He's there for you. He goes everywhere you go. He does whatever you do. Now, he may close his eyes and run away in certain situations, but he's there. His Holy Spirit comes to bring us joy, to bring us comfort, and to guide us every day. Because every day we're going to face a battle. Every day is a war. Because the enemy is always after you. And the enemy is smart. He's a deceiver. When you think about the fact that he could deceive Eve. Walk hand in hand with God. We don't stand the chance. We don't stand the chance. I mean, he's going to deceive us sometime. That's why the Holy Spirit is so important. That's why, think about it. God sent his son to die on the cross to shed his blood for your sin. And then God sends you a Holy Spirit to dwell within you to guide you, to give you strength, to put out some gifts. Some of you may have the gift of, of healing. You may have the gift of prophecy. 
You may be a very good teacher. You may be a very good singer. Whatever God has given you. And the Holy Spirit is there to guide you down that path. He's there to take you into the righteousness of God. He's there to reestablish a relationship with God that we lost. That we, the people, lost. But God loved us so much that he sent his son to reconcile us back to God. So now we have a relationship with God. We have an advocate in Jesus Christ who sits at his right hand. Jesus says, call upon my name. Whatever you ask in my name shall be granted. Whatever you ask in my name. So if you need something from God, get down on your knees, spend some time talking to Jesus and tell him what it is you need. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're going to cut this short. I know we have a big celebration today. There's lots of food. So let's everybody stand. If you have a tithe and an offering this morning, you can put it in the offering box. And Lord, we thank you for the gifts that we receive in this place. Lord, Lord, we thank you for being ever so gracious. But more than anything, Lord, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, the birth of your Son, the Son of God, who came with one thing in mind, sacrificing himself so I could have a relationship with you. Sacrificing himself to pay the sin debt from me. Sacrificing himself, covering me with his blood, making me white as snow. He came so we could have the Holy Spirit to guide us every single day through every single thing. He says, if we had faith the size of a mustard seed, we could move the mountains. So you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. And you have that faith. I know so many of you. I ask Jesus all the time. I must have faith bigger than a mustard seed. I just must. Yes. So help me, Lord. Help me get through this. Yes, Lord. And this is why Jesus came. And this is why we celebrate. So, oh Lord, we just, we thank you today. We praise your holy name. We love you, Lord, like you loved us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's Amen. take one minute. Lord, we thank you for the food that we're about to eat. Lord, we thank you for everything that was prepared. For us, Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. 
We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Marigayang Pasko sa inyong lahat, mga kapatiran. Marigayang Pasko at uri ng Diyos. Amen. I say like a Merry Christmas. Glory to God. Salamat. Please thank you. Alright, let the party begin. Maligayang Pasko, maligayang Pasko, maligayang, maligayang, maligayang Pasko.
BISA MELINDUNGI MAKANYA